Welcome back, creeps. Hello, everyone. It's that time of the month again. Not that time of the month. <laughs> it's time for titillating tales of true terror. For July. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That took me a minute to register there. July is going to be a good month. Yeah. Going to be a busy month. And yeah, we are here to tell you some scary stories. So, Dulce? We're going to tell them to you in your ear. Whisper gently. We're, we're Actually, we need to stop doing that. He's fucking up the, the oh. noise cancelling thing. Okay. All right. So our first story comes from Devin Teeter. Oh, Devin of Blunt Force History Podcast. Oh, yeah. That, By okay, the so way. That Devin. Yeah. Of course. So we actually have two. I'm going to call them repeat offenders this month. Devin is one of them. He was on last month's episode as well with that really scary story from Okinawa mm -hmm. military airbase. Oh, that was him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm offenders. excited for this as well because like military stories just go fucking hard. They are the reason. best. Yeah. All um, right. So we're going to start calling them repeat offenders. So Devin Teeter is a repeat offender. Hey, Dulce and Adam. Thanks for the shout out on the last episode. No problem. And this one too. <laughs> you guys have an innate ability to go from full on serious to absolutely hilarious and vice versa. You're fucking right we do. It's not always a good thing. <laughs> but thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> it's a trip to listen to and truly unique in the paranormal podcast genre. Hmm. Interesting. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> That said, I promise more stories, so I'll tell you about a little swamp base down in the armpit of North Carolina this time around. So it's human. Humid. Got it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The armpit of North Carolina? It's humid and smell. If, it, if it's anything like my armpits, oh, God. one is always fresh smelling and the other one just goes rank. It's always one lovely <laughs> we all needed to know that it's always one no matter what i do <laughs> and it's the same one in case you're wondering all right <laughs> i don't know that anybody was wondering but okay camp lejeune pronounce lejeune not lejeune okay don't let the purists fool you <laughs> <laughs> is located on the East Coast, right in the middle of the Great Atlantic Swamp. It's not a real region, but it fucking should be. It's been around since just before World War II. Why do I do that? The wolves of World War II? <laughs> Say it, I dare you. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. You just refuse to say those particular words. And... Okay, it's been around since just before World War II. Yay. <laughs> but it honestly wasn't that active until that time. Basically, the Marine Corps needed a humid-ass jungle to train enlisted Marines for the war, so Lejeune was born out of necessity. Over time, it became the headquarters of 2nd Mardiv, M-A-R-D-I-V, and then 2 Mef. Writ large, MEF, but I wanted to say MEF. Oh. <laughs> uh, subsequently, their headquarters building became the headquarters for the ghost of the base. 
I guess that's what happens when you take the old base hospital and make it the base headquarter, headquarters for everyone. There are old wives' tales of dudes in World War II or Vietnam-era uniforms carting patients around the halls of the notorious H-1 building. I actually worked in the old morgue inside that building where my old shop was located. I never saw anything in the building myself when I worked there, but I've been to Lejeune more than once. The red brick buildings that interrupt the swamps all have an old story to them, especially because many were involved in several conflicts from the modern wars in Iraq and Afghanistan to the Second World War. Hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of guys have rotated into and out of those old black mold infested facilities to stand in defense of our nation and our allies. Just like with haunted hotels, that activity carries a certain energy with it. A few miles away from the infamous H1 building sits a nondescript barracks area on O Street. How original, I know. <laughs> the battalion HQ sits adjacent to the barracks on N Street, and the motor pool sits off towards the main road. This could be any other battalion on the base, as they are all fairly similar, but this one happens to be creepy as fuck. The environment doesn't help the creepy vibes. The Great American Swamp is known for three things. One, being dark. Two, being fucking spooky. And three, occasionally being haunted. So, I'm picturing like a very typical Scooby-Doo scene here. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking something very like humid and warm and smelly. Moist. Yeah. So, as a new join, 18-year-old PFC, with a firm belief in ghosts already, everything was already in line to be one hell of a ride. One hell of a ride. Fast forward about 18 months. The summer of 2012 was in full swing. We had been back from deployment for some time, and we had finally settled into the barracks. The barracks parties were rocking. And I was full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> the barracks parties were rocking. And I was a full of piss and vinegar 20-year-old. I love what that. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Me neither, but I love it. <laughs> I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just bet you think you're full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> Look at that kid over there with his. Full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> With his flare pants full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> My friends and I partied nearly every weekend. Well, nearly every weekend, but one. Oh. During one of the big holidays that year, the barracks were empty. Can't remember which holiday it was anymore, but I didn't have anyone to drink with. So I spent a mild night playing video games and having a normal bedtime instead. I went to bed at about 11 p.m., ready to wake up the next day completely fresh instead of nursing a hangover. That's still pretty late for us. <laughs> yeah, we're early risers. A couple hours later, I woke up to a noise in our kitchenette area. It sounded like someone was rummaging through our hygiene kits in the, on the sink counter. I took a second to listen to it just to be sure I was hearing what I thought I was. Sure enough, the sound of rummaging was pretty clear. Holy shit, I thought to myself. My roommate came home without making a sound. Time for some payback. 
So the guy I was rooming with was an asshole. He had an average tendency to storm into the room at 3.30 a.m. like a rhinoceros after a rambunctious night of getting shit-faced. So this was new for him. Instead of letting him turn over a new leaf, it was time to get revenge. <laughs> That's funny. I like the alliteration. The only thing I could do was tweak my voice and say something with a spooky tone. I settled on the word, hey, because, well, I'm not that witty. And if you believe the internet, my diet consists of crayons. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> That's so arbitrary. I learned a new word today. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, that went out of left field. That was even <laughs> great because I have I haven't read this story. This is my first time reading it, and everything is like a delightful surprise. Yeah, I'm just sitting back and trying to <laughs> picture everything as you read it. <laughs> uh, crayons couldn't really think of anything else to say <laughs> so i rolled over ready to hey the shit out of this guy <laughs> <laughs> we're never gonna hear the end of this story. i love saying that too <laughs> you know sometimes when i'm editing i actually have to cut your laugh where it seems kind of natural like where a regular person might stop laughing and then I'm just left with like 20 seconds of don't say laughing. <laughs> I think this might be one of those one of those episodes. You should loop them together with the just like all the bits going. and pieces. <laughs> no. <laughs> or I'll just put them in where I say something really serious. Like, <laughs> and then they found the dead body. <laughs> and then you clip in my lap. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. Okay. So now he's there and he's going to go, hey. Yeah, he's going to hate the shit out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I open my eyes and release a strangled sound. <laughs> <laughs> because the room was fucking empty. Oh. Clear as day. Nobody was on that side of the room. So I rolled back over and tried to ignore it. That's when the footsteps started. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is not fun anymore. Barefoot footfalls stomped around our bunk bed, the TV, the wall lockers, and the sinks for what felt like an eternity. The fucking wall lockers? The TV? The bunk bed I would have been more creeped out about. The entire time I'm sitting there thinking, nah, fuck this. I ain't paying attention. It'll just go away. And go away it did, or so I thought. The room fell piercingly silent after a little while. I lay there defiantly in my own head like, yeah, fuck you, ghost. Pound sand, you giant pussy. <laughs> <laughs> then whatever the fuck it was went to the next level. And a shrill whisper. Right next to my head, it whisper yells my first name. Devin! <laughs> Devin! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just 
tell the story. What? That's what it's saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's making me laugh. <laughs> that was more than enough to send me over the back of my top bunk straight to where I stashed my smokes and out into the smoke pit to watch the sun come up. That was the only thing that happened in that room, but it was fucking nuts. But it was fucking nuts nonetheless. You guys should look into Lejeune, the Marine Corps sometime. There's a lot of paranormal gold people just sit on. Keep up the good work and props. Your first necrophilia episode actually made me queasy. Well done. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so, Devin, you're not the only one that made queasy. We actually got complaints about yeah, that. Yeah, we did, but they're my favorite episodes to make. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is one of the creepiest fucking stories. Because like, like everything about it is just so... And it's wonderfully written as well, Devin. Yeah. Um, oh, and it says, till next time. Devin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact that it knew his name. Yeah, that's wild. Ugh. And yeah, I definitely will take a look into uh, Lejeune. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because I just like creepy fucking military stuff. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, I'm glad you're, you got through that. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the other side of that. <laughs> well, I mean, not really because you have to edit that. So. so this next one. I haven't read either, but it does say that it ends on a sad note. Oh. So you better not start laughing or else I'll edit your laugh in here <laughs> at really inappropriate moments. <laughs> but this one's from another repeat offender. And it goes, hello again. It's Angelica, a.k.a. Ninja Pop-Tart. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that should be on a t-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am here to bring some more stories of my time at my childhood home. Lil Thomas, which is written like Lil Wayne or Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> but I feel really uncomfortable saying that, so I'm going to say Little Thomas. Thomas was one of the ghosts that I heard him more than I saw him. But I, knew but I do know that my brother saw him often. My younger brother has autism, so he could speak to others, but it was mostly broken sentences. Short, to the point. But when we moved into this house, it seemed he found a friend in Thomas. I would say Thomas was anywhere from five to seven years old from the few times that I did get to see him. My brother was eight when we moved into this home, but was overall at the level of a four to five year old at the time. I was always used to my brother's babbles and sounds he would make. His way of showing how excited he was about things. But one day, about four months after we moved in, I heard him talking to someone which wouldn't have been weird because he had an amazing imagination and would play pretend all the time. It was one of his ways to comfort himself if things got too stressful for him. But this time, I heard someone talking back to him. My ma isn't here, but Granny Gemma is. Mm. I heard a child giggle. She's not really my granny, silly, but she takes care of me. My brother told the boy, you have no toys, so you play with my toys. It's okay. I share you my toys. Oh, sweet. I share you my toys. I walked into the room to see if maybe his TV was on or if he had gotten my mom's phone again and accidentally called someone. It was only him. He was sitting in front of his comfortable beanbag chair. 
I asked him why he was sitting on the floor. He said, Boy, sit there, Jellica, which is how he said my name. Him sad, so I share. I looked at the chair and of course I saw no one. But you could see the beanbag chair looked pushed in like someone was sitting there. I smiled at him and told him how proud I was of him for doing so well and sharing. My brother looked back up at me and frowned. He said, Jellica, boy says no trust monster. Monster scary. (laughs) I hadn't told anyone at this time about seeing the man. It's okay. There is no monsters. Plus, big sis is here to protect you, okay? I told him as I turned to go to my room. No, not me. You. Monster want. Then my brother went back to playing his toys like we never had the conversation at all. I was also used to this because once he was done with something, his mind went to anything else. But while living there, this happened often. My brother knowing things that he shouldn't know. Things that he shouldn't understand. I only saw Thomas about 10 times in the whole three to four times we lived there. That's more than enough. (laughs) That's a healthy amount. My brother said he saw him all the time. I would only see him in my brother's room as well. I think it was his way of protecting my brother. Anytime I did see him though, he seemed scared that he was seen by me. It felt as though he was all, it felt as though he always thought he was in trouble. Thinking back on it now, I wonder if he had the same childhood as me, feeling scared to do anything that would set off anyone older than I. He seemed jumpy, a feeling I knew all too well. The one vivid memory I had of him was the night my brother had a bad seizure and was spending a few nights at the hospital. I was home when my parents stayed with my brother. I was all alone in the house and I had never been more terrified in my life. I walked to the restroom while feeling watched by you-know-who. The man, for reference, for anybody who doesn't get it, listen to last month's and I think maybe even the months before. She's been on here twice. I looked into my brother's room and felt a cloud of sadness smack me. My sadness was already there, of course, but it felt like I had someone else's sadness with me. I heard Thomas call my brother's name. I walked into his room and seen a very faint image of Thomas sitting in my brother's chair. I want my ma. I'm alone. He's sick and I'm all alone now. I went to walk towards him, feeling like I needed to comfort him, and he let out a painful cry and disappeared. I had a panic attack right there fell to the floor and just had an intense feeling of despair and loneliness hit me. I didn't, or maybe couldn't, get up for a few hours. My dad found me as a mess on the floor when he came back home to check on me. I couldn't explain what happened. Wow, that's fucking intense. Yeah. That poor little boy. But it's so nice that he had your brother there to play with. This next one, also from Ninja Pop-Tart, is titled Edward and it says trigger warning attempted suicide mentioned when I think of Edward I smile he was a gentle soul you could just feel how much he cared for everyone he just watched everyone seemed like he wanted to check in on them my dad lost his dad on the second Christmas we had in the house it hit him really hard and he withdrew from the family The man was very active during this time and I feel as though he was enjoying it. The man, not Edward. Maybe even intensified the feelings in the house. 
Everyone was worried about my dad, and looking back now, my dad was suicidal. But as a kid, I didn't know what the emotion coming off of him was. I remember my dad locking himself in my parents' room. He locked my mom out as well. My mom grew worried because we had a gun safe in that room, and my dad wasn't answering. He was quiet for quite some time. Then we heard the most heartbreaking scream I've ever heard in my life. My mom broke the doorknob and got in. My dad was on his knees crying. A gun was on the computer table in front of him. He just kept saying he wouldn't let me do it. He kept stopping me. My mom didn't pay any attention to his words as she was trying to make sure he wasn't hurt. I had walked into the room with my mom. While she was tending to my father, I noticed Edward standing next to dad. He looked at me and said, it's okay, dear. I jammed it. Mm. I didn't realize what that meant until years later. I don't know how he did it, but he saved my dad's life. My mom passed away when I was 20, so if it wasn't for Edward, I'd be 27 with both parents passing when I was young. I'll be forever thankful and grateful to him. Sorry I ended this in such a sad way. Keep being a wonderful duo. Much love. Much love to you too, Ninja Pop-Tart. Thank you, Ninja Pop-Tart. I'm telling you, I want this t-shirt. <laughs> Don't worry about ending it on a sad note. That's a real story. So yeah, these things happen. And unfortunately, in our line of work, which is ghost stories, these things come up quite a lot. Yeah, there's always pain in the stories that are that we tell. Yeah, but it is also so nice that they had this almost little family of spirits. You know what it reminds yeah. me of is uh, Haunting of Hill House or something like that. Is that what I'm thinking of? Or maybe American Horror Story. Yeah, probably American Horror Story. Something like that. Anyway, where they're all. You're probably thinking about Murder House. Probably. But the fact that these ones seem to like look out for each other, other than the man, obviously, he was a horrible cunt. Yeah. But everybody else is like really friendly. And yeah, little Thomas was afraid of the grownups, but at least he had your little brother to play with, you know? Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. I love that. And also that being said as well, like that the fact that your little brother had autism, there's a lot of people reckon that kids that do have autism or learning disabilities or whatever are more open to seeing things. It's like the curtain never closes for them. Yeah. Like a lot of us might see weird shit when we were babies and stuff, but we lose it the older we get. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people that have autism and things like that seem to just not lose that. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty fucking cool. I love it. Yeah, so I'm really glad he wasn't scared. And I, I love that he learned how to share at such a such a young age. Yeah, that the little ghost boy taught him how to share. So such sweet. empathy. I know. All right. Do you have another one? So this one's by A ninety one W Medic. A small entity is haunting our home and scaring my youngest. How do I get it to leave my child alone? Get the hell out of here. Yes. Okay, so I'm an atheist, but have had my own experiences to know ghosts, for lack of a better word, are real. I have my own beliefs on what they are, but I won't get into that. Over the last few weeks, I've been hearing a little person running around the house when I'm home alone. Things sound like they're moving or crashing in the other rooms, but when I check, it's all normal. Laughter of a child in the house when I was alone or no one was on the playground. Then, this week, I saw it. 
It stayed just outside my peripheral as I turned to look at the sound at the sound of a small person running. It was a small thing, like a child, but maybe three or four. It ran past. I heard it run down the hall towards the bedrooms, and that was that. Now, ghosts have never scared me. Even violent ones never bothered me. But I do take offense to my youngest child, who's six, waking up scared at night due to something he heard or bad dreams. Leave my kid out of it, ghost. He's not your playmate. <laughs> Last night, my son woke us up. He had a dream that something scared him, that something grabbed him, and he came to our room scared. I asked my husband what time it was, and he said 3 a.m. I then get up, and my phone says exactly 3 a.m. I use the light on my phone to get dressed and check on my husband and my son. I decide to just start working, working from home at the moment, and I look back at my phone, and it still says 3 a.m. I know more than a few minutes have passed. I open my laptop and it says 3.07. I look at my phone, still stuck at 3 a.m. And I shut it off and on. Only then does the time update. Bad enough, the poor thing is scaring my son. But so strange, my phone was stuck at 3 a.m. for seven minutes. Odd. My husband has seen a shadow run into the boys' room as well and thought it was the boys, but when he checked, they were both in the living room, and no one had been near the bedrooms, so it's not just me seeing or hearing it. If it keeps waking up my son, what can I do to make it go? If it was just me, I would not bother with it, as they leave me alone. But it's after my baby, and it does not feel friendly. We live in Oahu, Hawaii, for reference. Just moved here a few months ago. Well, what would you do? Me? Yeah. Um, I think I would sage the house and burn something. Burn something. Um, the house down? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'd sage the house and then burn like cedar afterwards or Palo Santo. And I'd pray. I'd pray to St. Michael. For protection. That, that's what I would do initially. But if there was nothing else, I'd probably just get a priest to bless the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think being in Hawaii, I would try and get like someone with a lot more local knowledge. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. rather than a priest. Mm -hmm. Like that one guy whose name I cannot think of right now. But he is like basically keeping the Hawaiian tra traditions alive. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. But yeah, I would do pretty much the same thing as you just said. Except without the priest. Get the old locals in. All right. Um, this one's called Why I'm Afraid of Mirrors. It's posted by Hovercraft Alone. When I was younger, about nine or ten, me and my family moved into this house. It was made of metal, not brick or anything. Almost, com almost immediately after moving in, I noticed some weird things going on. Being young, my parents chalked it up to the imagination. One day, I was walking out of my room. My brother's room was right across from mine, and the bathroom was next to his room, further down the hallway. 
As I'm walking out of my bedroom, I look in the bathroom mirror and see a black mass. Now the bathroom was dark, but even when it was dark, I could at least see the wall and the towel holder, but I couldn't see anything. I barely looked for more than a few seconds before I walked away terrified, but it was long enough for me to make out the shape of a man. I was so freaked out, but never told my parents. Ever since then, I've been afraid of mirrors. Mm. That's creepy as fuck. And it's funny that those metal houses, mm-hmm. I actually learned about them the other day. There was something like 2,700 of them made. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to be, I think, after World War II, when all the troops were coming home or whatever, and there wasn't enough houses to house the people. Uh-huh. So these metal houses were going to be, you know, it's the answer to all of our problems. Because they were like really easy and quick to make. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they only sold less than 3,000 of them. Interesting. And you can still buy one today. Oh, you can? Yeah, that's why. Because I follow cheap old houses mm-hmm. on Instagram. Anybody, like, look, some of these are fucking fantastic. Definitely haunted. But this one in particular came up the other day. It was one of these metal houses. And the person was like, because it would be a nightmare to do any work in. I think, anyway. Yeah. But they were like, at least if you're trying to hang anything on the walls, all you have to do is use a magnet. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, good point. But uh, no, I don't think they're a good idea though. No, they do look cool though. Oh, definitely. And like, if you were to buy one, it'd be like buying a piece of art. They look, they look interesting. Yeah, they're not a bad looking house or anything like that. I can just purely from a, I guess, construction mine. I'm thinking like, if you wanted to add anything, and then like, if you drilled a hole. If you didn't treat it properly, the house would rust. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? that's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we got way off topic just now. I like old houses. So I think that's it. We had a short one this month. Not as many stories as last month, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you're still waiting to send us a story, stop waiting. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Uh, we're going to read it. And we're going to love it. And it'll make the episodes longer. And then you'll enjoy <laughs> it longer. You'll enjoy us us longer. So come on, man. Come on. Come on. (laughs) So send your stories to weeklycreep at gmail.com. And yeah, I think that's about it. Make sure to follow us everywhere. Uh, YouTube, follow Adam and Dulce, Weekly Creep. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All the good things, all the bad things. Just follow us everywhere. And we'll see you. And in... we'll try to hide from you if you if you see you following us. <laughs> and we'll see you again tomorrow because tomorrow is Friday for regular weekly creep. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'll be like, I I just bet you think you're full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> Look at that kid over there with his <laughs> with his flare pants full of piss and vinegar. <laughs>